When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me today is Jordan Blackwell. And although the season is well and truly over, uh, there's still plenty to discuss uh, around Leicester City Football Club. Uh, most notably, the transfer rumour mill that keeps mm. turning. And it's turning ferociously uh, as well, isn't it? I mean, I think it was something like 40 uh, names have been linked with the club now. Obviously, that, that means there's going to be a lot of, uh, of ridiculous suggestions in there. Yeah. We, we've knocked down a couple... Already in the paper, haven't we? The Arjun Robin one, being yeah. a classic example. We knocked that one down because there was no truth in that whatsoever. Uh, but um, we know that Leicester City will be doing business this summer. Uh, so let's discuss a couple of the, the names that have stood out for us, really, because there's either been a, a historical link or it just makes sense. Now, we know, to put this into context, we know City are going to be looking to bring in about five to six players. Uh, this summer, there's obviously been some departures. The squad needs uh, refreshing as well. Brendan Rodgers wants to bring uh, a more quality into the squad as well uh, for next season. Obviously, if they're going to be chasing a top six spot, they need a bit more um, up top. Mm. Um, so we're expecting a right back for Danny Simpson to place Danny Simpson. We're expecting two number eights to play in midfield. One of them hopefully could be Yuri Tielemans, but we're still mm. waiting on that one. Uh, hopefully, we'll get an update in the coming days on what's happening with Yuri. And also his forward line, we think he's going to try and um, improve as well this summer. Now, one of the names that stood out for me in terms of the right-back position was uh, James Justin, the lad at Luton. Yeah. Uh, the right-back uh, coming in there. Now, that one makes sense for many reasons, doesn't it, Jordan? Yeah, I think so, yes. I think, firstly, um, he was linked a couple of years ago. And I think we've seen a lot in the recent years that Leicester have their targets and they stick with them and quite often come back to them a couple of years down the line. Um, but he's made great strides since then. He's now a, a regular in the Luton team. Um, he made the League One team of the season last year as, as they won uh, as they had won League One. I think he played left back for most of le- last season, but he is a right back by trade. But he's he's got that versatility there. Um, there's the fact that he's not going to be he wouldn't have to be registered in the twenty five man squad. I think is important. He's he's only twenty one. I think he would just come under. Uh, he would be able to go on the um, under twenty one list. Um, so Leicester wouldn't have to register him at least for his first season. It kind of it seems like everything might click the way he plays. You know he's quite attacking. He got quite a lot of assists last season. Um, obviously we've mentioned the versatility. I think that kind of it just everything kind of fits into place with that one in terms of what we think Leicester are looking for in a new right back. Someone young enough that they can mould. Someone that wouldn't necessarily expect first team football because. With Ricardo Pereira there, they're not necessarily going to get it. But they play of the season, Ricardo yeah. Pereira. But they will, they will play cup games, um, and you know they're, they're going to make appearances off the bench as well. And particularly with Justin being able to play at both right back and left back, he's the sort of player that will be quite good to go on the um, among the substitutes. Um, so yeah, I think of, of the ones that have been mentioned so far, that one seems to to fit the bill most for me. 
There might be a change of manager. We've had several changes of manager in, in recent seasons, but I think City yeah. are pretty consistent in their transfer policy. They like to buy young. They yeah. like to buy players that have got uh, the potential to develop and grow, and also their value would then grow uh, yeah. in terms of the transfer market as well. And he certainly fits into that category um, this year. I mean, I haven't got to be honest. Haven't seen much of him play. Uh, certainly not seen anything live. Um, but Luton have had a great season, and I think they might expect that there's going to be a few clubs knocking on the door yeah. for the, for this lad. So I don't think Leicester City will um, have it all their own way. <laughs> no. they, if they do go for him, there'll be a few clubs trying to come in. It'll be a, whether he weighs up the long term at Leicester and thinks, well, if, OK, if I have a season where I'm playing understudy to a player like Ricardo, then perhaps the following season I can really push him. Um, but then I've got the potential to learn from Premier League players, from international players, being yeah. around them, being around a squad, being at a club that is very ambitious, uh, it's certainly rising uh, up the reckoning in the Premier League or does he go to a club like Stoke City that are in the Championship where he's going to play every week but he's not playing with the same calibre of players mm. um, and it might be a couple of years before he gets to the Premier League if, if he can with them. Yeah. So I think that there'll be a lot for him to weigh up but I think that one really does make sense. And the other one that stood out for me uh, was one that's more recent, Andros Townsend. Yeah. Now, I know f- for a fact two years ago he was very much on City's wish list uh, but I think Palace just dug the hills and said, absolutely no way. I mean, there was there was figures uh, bandied around at the time in the, in the media. I think City was said to have offered 21 and Palace were holding out for 25 million. Mm. But I think around that time, if City wanted him, they would have paid 25. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't know what the figures is. I got the impression that Palace were just saying, no, we don't want to, he's integral to what we're trying to do, him and Zaha, and we want to keep him. But now, uh, two years on, that rumour has surfaced again. That City uh, are interested in Andres Townsend. We know they want a wide player. We yeah. know they want a versatile wide player that can play left, right, or even play down the middle. And then we saw Townsend uh, down the middle a few times last season. So, what have you made of that that rumor? Um, I think it makes sense. I think it, whenever it has cropped up, because I think, as we said, the the bid came in two years ago, um, but I think he's been linked sort of pretty much every transfer window since. Um, and I know it's one that. Doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily greeted with much enthusiasm by fans, um, but I think Townsend is a, it's a lot better than he was when he was at Spurs. I know that's kind of when he was at his mo- most high profile when he was at Spurs and when he was getting in the England team. Um, but I think he's actually got better since then. Um, yes, like you say, versatile. I think he's very good um, at that coming inside, coming off the the flank, which is Rogers has specifically said. Yeah. He wants somebody who can maybe receive the ball on the wing but then comes inside. He, he, I think he considers Albright and Gray, Barnes as players that are more traditional wide men, sort of, um, you know, keeping, their, keeping themselves on the byline, um, on the touchline, sorry. Um, so yeah, Townsend works in, in, with that regard. Uh, creates lots of chances. I was quite surprised by that. I looked um, this weekend and he created more chances than any other player in the bottom half. Um, so that's you know that's some going. Not necessarily a, a particularly attacking outfit um, at Palace either, but yeah, he's you know he's been one of their more creative players. Um, so yeah, I think it. I think it makes sense. Maybe uh, his age now, perhaps. I think this will be the probably the last chance to sign him. I think he's turns twenty eight this summer. He does, yeah. Um, and I so, think which surprised me because I thought he's been around such a long time. Yeah. But he was such a promising youngster, wasn't he, when yeah. he first burst on the scene, and then. Uh, I thought he was older than that, but yeah, he's coming into the prime in his career. Yeah, but I think what we say about Leicester in terms of their transfer recruitment, I think once they're 
once they perhaps hit the peak yeah. and they're on the way down, I think that's when Leicester's interest stops. Yeah. I, think I think 28 would be the ceiling. Yes. Um, so I think, I think they signed Silver when he was 28. Um, I think Ibora was 29, maybe. Um, obviously, you've got Johnny Evans they signed when he was 29 as well. But I think maybe a little bit different for centre-backs. Um, so, uh, yes, I think generally this, if Leicester are going to go to the Townsend, I think this will be the last summer in which they will do so. Um, but, yeah, he seems... In terms of what Rogers has said, he wants he wants a Mares type. Now, obviously, Daniel Townsend is nowhere near as good as Riyad Mares, but then there, are, there aren't many players that are. But he does have similar attributes um, in terms of you know coming off the right wing and, and creating chances and scoring goals. The only black mark I think against him is his lack of goals. Now, I know Brendan and he said it several times in uh, press conferences towards the end of last season. Mm. Says ultimately, why players attacking players are judged on chances created and goals scored. Now, you said there, chances created is right up there in terms of the the best of the rest, sort of in the league. Um, but goals scored, not he's not very prolific. I think he's fourteen. He scored in his Palace career, which is quite low. Yeah, I think he's. I, I think he improved a little bit this season. Um, Obviously scored that, that wonder strike at Manchester City, uh, but he's not, he's not going to score too many of no, those no. Uh, every season. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's it's clearly important for Rodgers that the wide players contribute to those you know to the goals and assists because I think maybe the likes of Gray and Albrighton have got away with not providing so much over recent seasons. I don't think we've I think they sort of average around you know. Three goals, four assists—that kind of those kind of numbers—and I think you know seven goals. You want you want a wide player to be involved in at least twelve. You would say over the course of a season. Um, so yeah, I think he's clearly focusing very much on the output and the the numbers that are there. And certainly at Townsend, even though he perhaps has lacked goals at times, his numbers are still better than Albrighton's, Gray's, and Barnes. Um, so yes, I think he he seems like the sort of player that that. Rogers would quite like, I think. He's got two years left on his contracts. I think I should imagine Palace will want to keep him as well, unless the offer that City put in is significant for them. But uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, there's been no signings so far. We've seen a few players leave uh, Leicester City. So, but I just think it's the quiet before the storm, and I think it's going to pick up as the uh, as the summer picks up as well. Um, there's also though um, the concerns about departures mm. from City. Now we've got several lads on international duty. Um, we've got Ben and Harry Maguire with England at the Nations League final, which starts this week. And then we've got the four lads in the under-21s as well. Um, there's always that fear in the back of your mind, though, that if they go and have a big tournament and they really perform on that stage again, after Maguire did so well in the last World Cup, that it's just going to prompt more speculation mm. and even offers for them. And I think City have got to be braced for, for, for offers. I mean, there was even a link with James Madison now, Man City as well. Yeah. It seems like Man City just want to change their name to Leicester <laughs> City, don't they? Just, have, just keep the players. I mean, so what do you make of that? Um, I'm not surprised by a lot of the links, particularly, I suppose, the, the Madison to Man City. I, I think that's quite surprising. I think I don't think he's quite. I don't, on know, whether, I don't know whether there's any truth. No, in I don't think there's a lot of rumours. Yeah, I don't think he's quite on their level. I think, um, but I think Maguire, obviously Maguire and Chihuahua have both been linked with Man City. Maguire, we've also seen linked to to United as well. Um, I think there will be some interest in those players. I think in terms of young English players that are talented but also have top flight experience, I think they're among the best. They're among the best you can get, certainly defensively. Um, so I th- yes, I think there will be some interest uh, in those. I think Leicester will be able to resist 
most of that interest, um, particularly from someone like United. I don't think, you know, with the way United finished the season, I don't think moving to United is necessarily a step up anymore. Um, they probably would be able to offer more money, and I suppose historically, they, yes, they've got they are a bigger team. Um, but you would say with the direction that Leicester were going, and the direction that United seemed like they were going, that you wouldn't say it's. You would say it's, I suppose it's a little bit of a sideways step. Um, the draw of Man City, I can imagine, it would probably be a lot bigger for for clubs because I think that's uh, for players. Sorry, because I think that's almost guaranteed trophies. Um, but yeah, I think Leicester will resist. I think we've seen over recent summers that they've just had one big name leave each year. I think there's potential for that again, I suppose. I think Maguire would probably be the most likely. But I also think they'll give it a really good go of trying to keep all of their key players. Um, and certainly I don't think we'll see two leave. I think Leicester will say, well, if we've sold one, that's it, the other one's staying. Um, so I think it's certainly going to be one to watch. You want them to do well for England, but maybe not too well. Um, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll still be in the Leicester team um, come the first game of the season. Well, while I was dodging cow packs in the Cotswolds last week, <laughs> you headed over to St George's Park, didn't yes. you? And you um, interviewed Harry and Ben. Uh, were they asked about those sort of issues, or was it very much focused on? Yeah, the no, they were. They were. Um, Maguire said very straight back to the question, as you'd expect. He said that um, it, when he's uh, when he's wearing the England badge, his thoughts are only on international football, not on club football, which you can kind of understand. It's quite a big, you know, international break for England because they can actually win something. Um, you know, they've got a real good chance of winning something for the first time in a long, long time. Um, so yeah, you can understand Maguire's thoughts on that. But he also said. He's also asked about Madison's future, um, and Maguire said that he thinks Madison's future is immediate future is best served at Leicester, where he's guaranteed game time, yeah. and where he can develop. Let's hope he heeds his own advice on that one. Um, Chuel also spoke about his future, but it's, the, unfortunately the answers are embargoed for the moment. But he was asked about um, in general about Manchester City's interest and um, where he sees his future, and in general his response was which I would say pretty good news for Leicester while trying to be vague about it. Um, so I think there's... Uh, they don't seem too concerned at the moment. I think I think I got the impression they very much are focused on England. Um, they realise it's quite... An, you know, they are important games. They're both expected to start, I would say. I think they've both done enough over the qualifying... the the, uh, the group games, sorry, the National League group games to deserve a starting spot when England faced the Netherlands on Thursday. Um, so yeah, they seem... seems like their focus is there... And if stuff is going to happen regarding moves, I think we won't see it until probably end of July, August time. So how many lads are actually out on international duty this summer? Because it seems like the season is just all year round now. Yeah, we've got uh, 18. 18 players. Um, if we count the lone players that are, are coming back, you know, we've, got a, um, we've seen players playing in the Nations League finals, obviously. We've um, got seven uh, going for the... Uh, European Under-21 Championships. Uh, we mentioned the, uh, the England quartet, Madison Gray, Chowdhury Barnes, but there's Philip Benkovic there, uh, Alex Pascano, a youngster, plays for Romania, and Daniel Everson, the young goalkeeper who's been at Oldham. He's, he'll be number one for Denmark. Um, a couple of players playing Euro Under-20, uh, sorry, uh, Euro 2020 qualifiers, like Schmeichel, Soyuncu, Evans, Ward... Um, then you've got uh, a few in the Africa Cup of Nations as well. And obviously, that's I think that's going to be the the big one in terms of impacting City because it doesn't finish until mid July. So, if Ndidi and Inacho get quite far into the tournament, we're not going to see them until 
later in pre-season and maybe not even until the final pre-season game. I know we had it a lot last season with Vardy and Maguire didn't even feature in pre-season because of how well England did in the World Cup. Um, it's not as bad this time. Rodgers will have the bulk of his squad for most of pre-season. But yes, I'd be wary that we might not see Ndidi until... Um, until August. Well, already thoughts have uh, uh, turned to next season now, haven't they? I mean, yes. It's not that long until the fixtures come out. It's the 18th of June, fixtures come out for the new season, and City have been busy announcing their pre season friendlies as well. Notably, as Brendan did say, um, they're all domestic mm-hmm. uh, and they're all on the road and they're, they're reasonably local. Um, Scunthorpe and a few other places to, to visit. Um, and the reason being that he wants the fans to enjoy the pre season to get to see how his side develop and, and grow. And I I'm, I'm certainly think there's been a good positive reaction uh, to that. I mean, I, I know f- fans would like to see more glamour games, but I think they're quite thrilled with the fact that they're local games so they don't have to travel too far. Yeah, and I think I, I think it is always nice to see, you know, big teams, uh, Leicester, see Leicester play against big teams. But really, these games aren't, you know, they're for fitness, really. They're for maybe sort of Trying out a few ideas, a few you know, experimenting with maybe formations and different places. He said he was going to do that as well. He's going to have a um, look at a few formations. So I think, yeah, for those purposes, I don't think you need to play a particularly good team. You need to play a fit team, I would say. And I think generally the football league clubs, because of when their season starts and they start a week earlier, generally they're a little bit they're sort of one week further ahead in their fitness, and the games are a lot more even, um, which I think help will help Leicester. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's reasonably exciting. I think it's it's always exciting when there's you know when the preseason games are there because there's something tangible there and you can start looking ahead to next season. So I think they'll be um I think they'll be decent games. Well, the preseason fixtures are mostly out. The new kits out. We're waiting for the, the new fixtures. Before you know it, the new season will be here <laughs> and we'll be off and running and we'll be sitting in in front of you guys again discussing performances and. Uh, which players are standing out and how Brendan Rodgers is doing. It, it'll soon come round. But in the meantime, check back on Leicestershire Live on a daily basis. There are lots of stories coming out of Leicester City. We'll try and keep you up to date with all the goings on in terms of the transfer market as well as providing a few fun features and, and that through the uh, the summer weeks. But there's still plenty of football to enjoy. Uh, so check back on Leicestershire Live and we'll see you again next time.